Welcome to the Danny Picard Show, Thursday, December 28th, 2017. Broadcasting from the Beantown Athletics Studio, Beantown Athletics, Boston's go-to destination for customized screen printing and embroidery. Get more information on their website, beantownathletics.com. Today's show is presented by DraftKings. You can play for free at DraftKings.com or on the DraftKings app by using my promo code PIC. That's P-I-C. Today's show is also presented by Molinari's Pizzeria in Dorchester. Molinari's is exactly what you're looking for in a family-owned Italian restaurant. Head in today on Adams Street and grab a table, sit at the bar, or even order something to go. From appetizers and salads to sandwiches and house-made pasta dishes to their delicious wood oven specialty pizzas, Molinari's has the best Italian menu in town. Check out their entire menu right now at MolinariesPizzeria.com. That's MolinariesPizzeria.com. And when you do stop in on Adams Street in Dorchester, make sure you tell them, I sent you. Welcome to the show on this Thursday, December 28th, the final show of 2017. The next time I will talk to you, which will be next Tuesday, it'll be a new year, 2018. And in that new year, we will pray, of course, for world peace and also a better heating system in this studio. I apologize if you can hear uh, a loud buzzing noise in the background, and maybe you can't because we do some things in the editing process to eliminate background noise, so maybe we can get all of it out. But I usually shut off the heating system. Not today. It's just too cold. As I record this show, six degrees is what my phone says. Six degrees Fahrenheit, and uh, it's pretty damn cold, as you know. But apparently, the temperature isn't the only thing we got to worry about because as I... In recording this podcast, as we speak, they're investigating outside because apparently, uh, I, not only am I trying to dodge the cold weather, I'm apparently dodging bullets too. Somebody uh, <laughs> sprayed a couple bullets that hit Beantown Athletics, apparently. Um, so I always talk about how we need a new window in the front here on Granite Ave because, you know, it's it, there's two panes of glass and one of them's broken and on the one side... It's just cold air blowing in. That's why it's so damn cold in this studio. But apparently, we're going to have to try to do more than just keep the cold weather out. we got to get bulletproof glass as well. I don't know what the fuck's going on. But um, hopefully, they can get to the bottom of it. Now, that's not my goal on this show today to get to the bottom of that. So, we'll move on. I just needed to bring it up because it's literally taking place as we speak. And I was just told about it. You know, right before I hit record, right before I came in here to hit record. So, uh, shocking bit of news there. But hey, you know what they say, the show goes on, right? The show must go on. And here we are. And this is the show. We're going to keep doing it. So today, I'm going to give you picks picks for week 17 in the NFL. I'll also give you my DraftKings. Gotta have them play for Sunday slate. You're going to have a full slate on Sunday. There's no game Saturday night. There's no game on Monday night, and there's actually not even a Sunday night football game. It's all at 1 o'clock and 425 on Sunday, so 16 games on Sunday. That's the biggest slate of the year, and uh, I'll give you my DraftKings. Got to have them play for that slate, and I'll give you those five games with the spread as well for picks, picks. But, um, you know, before I do get to my picks and before I do go over some of the clinching scenarios now, for week 17, there's a story here locally in New England, in Boston, that, that has to do with football. It's all football today on this show. 
And the story this week has been the James Harrison signing. Patriots sign veteran linebacker James Harrison. Harrison was released by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, Harrison is a long, a longtime Pittsburgh Steeler. Undrafted, right? Undrafted, signed with the Steelers. Now, he had one season with Cincinnati. I don't recall anybody in Pittsburgh really bitching about that one. But I think people knew that. Probably here's why they weren't pitching, because people in Pittsburgh probably knew that Harrison wasn't going to win a championship with Cincinnati, so it didn't really make a difference. Even though it was in their division, and it was a division rival, Cincinnati was not going to win a Super Bowl. But they do know that now that James Harrison signs with the Patriots, he's got a chance to win a Super Bowl, right, with another team, with the rival, with the team that just beat Pittsburgh, with the team that probably is going to be playing Pittsburgh in the AFC Championship if the AFC plays out the way... A lot of us expected to, but that's the news this week, and I recorded my first podcast of the week on Tuesday because I obviously wasn't coming in here on Christmas morning, on Monday, and uh, literally an hour after I recorded, this James Harrison stuff came out. It was first reported that he was spotted at Logan Airport. You know how, you know how that goes. I mean, how many times do you hear that? I can't tell you how many times. I've received a text message or a call from somebody that I know who's either a Boston cop or knows a Boston cop or is just somebody that's trying to stir it up and maybe start a lookalike. And, you know, you get the text like, oh, so-and-so's at Logan, so-and-so's at Logan. Uh, I I can't even tell you how many times in, in multiple sports, multiple teams, I can't even tell you how many times I've received that message. And so because of that, I don't really put too much stock into any report that a guy's at Logan Airport. But then there was an ESPN report that said, well, James Harrison was actually visiting the Patriots in Foxborough on Tuesday. And I had already recorded Tuesday's podcast where I reacted to everything in week 16 in the NFL. So I wasn't able to talk about it then. So let's talk about it now because James Harrison, not only was he released by the Pittsburgh Steelers, but he did not just visit the Patriots, he signed with the Patriots. So James Harrison... Signs with the Pats, and from a Patriots perspective, I'll get to that first. From a Patriots perspective, this is a no-brainer. You know, you need help at the linebacker position, and even though James Harrison is not the guy that he once was, you know, this is somebody that's only played five games this season with Pittsburgh. He's 39 years old, and in fact, the only reason he was available to the Patriots anyways was because Harrison was unhappy with his limited role in Pittsburgh. So he became kind of a problem child. And he ended up, I guess, asking for his release. They granted it to him late in the season. And they didn't seem too concerned about him and where he was going to go. And he ends up with the Patriots. Um, But the only reason he ends up with the Patriots is because he was unhappy with his playing time. And his playing time was not a lot. He was not getting a lot of playing time. Again, he only played in, what, five games? Did he even? He didn't even play in that game against the Patriots a couple weeks ago, right? He didn't even play in that game. So, um, at least, I, I don't think he did. So, it wasn't going to end well for James Harrison in Pittsburgh. He wanted out. He wasn't getting the playing time. And, and you know what? He visited the Patriots, and here he is. Signs with the Pats. So, uh, I think it's a no-brainer. For the Patriots, even though he's not the same player he once was, he's 39 years old, but he is a veteran linebacker, and at that linebacker position, if the Patriots not only need somebody, but could probably use a veteran in that spot to maybe teach, you know, some of the other linebackers who are a little inexperienced. And, And 
inexperienced in the big games when it matters the most. And there's a lot of talk about intel and what can what can Harrison give the Patriots? What can he tell Belichick? I'm sure there's some things that James Harrison can tell Bill Belichick, can tell the Patriots defense about Pittsburgh if they end up playing Pittsburgh in the AFC Championship. I'm sure there's some things he could give them. I'm not sure it's going to be anything that's going to put the Patriots over the top or it's going to be the biggest difference maker, but... You know, at that point, you take any advantage you can get, and certainly it can't, put it this way, it can't hurt to bring Harrison in, but I don't know you bring him in for that purpose. I think, again, the purpose is you need some linebacker help, and uh, it's always good to have that veteran with the Super Bowl rings in that spot, and there's motivation here, too, for Harrison, because if you do play Pittsburgh, forget about the intel, forget about what he knows and what he could tell the Patriots with regards to, you know, giving them an advantage uh, against the team that he once played for. Forget about that. How about just the pure motivation of, oh, I'm playing my old team. They thought I was done. Well, guess what? I'm not done. And here's how I'm going to show them. I mean, I think that could be a pretty important piece to the puzzle. That just the motivation alone. So for the Patriots, I think this is a no-brainer. But then you get into the Pittsburgh stuff and... They are crushing James Harrison. They're crushing him in Pittsburgh. They got the media scrums, you know, the media's in their locker room and they're gathering around players. You know, Pouncey was talking shit. I mean, they are crushing James Harrison. And they have a message and and they're expressing this message through the media. And their message is this. Hey, James Harrison, why don't you tell everybody that you didn't want to be here? We didn't want to get rid of you, but you didn't want to be here. Now, I have... I have a couple issues with this. First off, let me tell you, I don't have what I don't have an issue with. I don't have an issue with Pittsburgh being upset about him going to the Patriots. I don't really, I mean, and I don't have an issue with some of the things that they're upset about when, when you hear the stories that he was falling asleep in meetings and snoring when, when one of their coaches, Joey Porter, was, was trying to, was in a meet, running a meeting. And, and James Harrison was basically just being a prick. Or he didn't show up to meetings, or he checked out, and he wasn't being a veteran leader to some of the younger players. You know, he just wasn't really being a good teammate. And so, if you're a Pittsburgh Steelers player, and you got a you got a team that's got a chance to win a Super Bowl this year, and all you're asking for is a little help from a guy that loses his job, who's got a couple rings, who's got the veteran experience, who is basically a lifelong Steeler. You know, you're looking for a little help there, and and instead of not just providing help you then become a distraction. Sure, the Steelers, I understand where they'd have issues with that because, you know, the football fan in me has issues with that, right? Um, I I think that's, you know, it's kind of a shit move on James Harrison's part. But it's one thing to be upset with the whole James Harrison situation if you're a Steeler player or somebody on that coaching staff. It's another thing to to go out of your way to talk about it to the media, to keep telling the media, well, hey, here's the deal. He didn't want to be here. He forced his way out. Here's all the stories. Like, I think that's where you get the difference between the Patriots and the rest of the league. Because if something happened with the Patriots where there was a player, and and look, it's happened, and they just get rid of a guy who begins to become a problem. I mean, Randy Moss, for crying out loud, is the first one that always jumps into my head where they just get rid of Randy Moss. One day, you know, Randy Moss is catching passes from Tom Brady. Patriots are winning. The next day, he's at a at the, the press conference at Gillette Stadium in front of a podium after a game. I think it was after a win, talking about his contract. Like, all right, see you later. 
I love Randy Moss. Love what he did with the Pats, but there's no place for that in Gillette. But when there's no place for that in Gillette and you make that move, um, and a guy that became a distraction, you didn't hear the Patriots talking to the media going out of their way to prove their side of things, right? It was just, hey, business is business. Football is a business. We move on. We're on to the next game. You know, and the Steelers are all caught up and now talking about James Harrison and, and oh, he signed with the Patriots. Or they're saying his legacy is done. Here's what the Steelers players need to focus on. And this is why the, I, I don't know why these guys don't ever learn from the Patriots, a team that they're talking about right now. It's like just Pittsburgh, you got to beat Cleveland, all right? Beat Cleveland on Sunday, and then you get it. You, you already have a first round bye, but handle your business on Sunday. Get the first round by, go to the playoffs, and focus on the team that you're going to be playing. If if you happen to play the Patriots in the AFC Championship, then so be it. And even at that point in time, if you're asked about James Harrison, you say, well, you know what? We're playing the Patriots. We're not just playing James Harrison, and, and that's what we're going to focus on. You know, the, the Steelers, I understand they're upset with the situation, but it's just it's a bad look it, it, where they're just complaining to the media now. And uh, to the point where... They're almost creating their own distraction for themselves by by talking about it and seeming so concerned about it in-house. He's gone. you got to move on. And in fact, it's a guy that didn't even play for you, didn't even contribute to your success this year. So really, why is it a big deal to you at the end of the day? And also, you know, one thing that I don't feel bad for Pittsburgh is this. I don't feel bad because they could have very easily just not cut him. Like, if there was any concern that he would go to the Patriots and, I, I don't know, give him intel or have that motivation in an AFC championship game, if there was any concern that that was going to happen, there was no gun to their head forcing... There was no gun to their head forcing them to cut him. Oh, what, so he, he, he left the team? Uh, he didn't show up to meetings? How about you just suspend him the rest of the year? Can you do that? Just suspend him. All right, just tell him to go home. And sure, it's a roster spot. I understand that. But I mean, you know, if you're that concerned about him, if it's that big of a deal, where you're still, you're going out of your way talking about this now, making such a big deal out of it. That's a big deal. Why did you cut him in the first place? That's what I don't understand. Well, from the Steelers' perspective, it's kind of a confusing situation because they're all over the place now, and it obviously rattled their cage. But from a Patriots' standpoint, I don't think you did this for the purpose of just rattling Pittsburgh's cage. I think that you look at the linebacker position, and you look at the guys that they have, and um, you know I I'm not concerned about this Patriots defense like some some other people are, but I I think it's a no brainer. Like you get the visit with James Harrison if you like what you hear. Again, he's got a couple rings. He's 39 years old. He's a veteran. There's a motivation factor, and if you like what you hear, it's a no brainer. You know why not? Veteran linebacker. End of the season. He might play his former team in the conference championship. Do it. No brainer for the Patriots. So it's a good move. I'm not telling you it's going to be the biggest difference maker. I mean, whatever happens in the playoffs, good or bad. But it's just an addition that you should make if it's available to you. And the Patriots made it. And we'll see just how much they will benefit from that moving forward. But um, good pickup by the Patriots. And the Patriots will host the New York Jets Sunday at 1 o'clock at Gillette Stadium, the final game of the regular season. That brings me to the clinching scenarios in Week 17. It's still 
a little crazy. See, this is this week when it comes to making picks, which I did make, and I'll give those to you in just a few minutes. Um, this is the toughest week because you got a lot of stuff going on. You got some teams still trying to clinch. You got other teams that have already clinched everything they could possibly clinch, so they might not be playing some of their guys. You got other teams that are down and out, eliminated from the playoffs, but there's incentives for certain players. There's other guys who are playing for jobs, playing for new contracts. It's just kind of all over the place, and it's just an unpredictable week. So uh, it's a tough week to pick, for sure. And, you know, when I make my picks, I think for Week 17, and yeah, kind of in Week 16 too, but more so in Week 17, I really focus on teams that are looking to clinch something. You know, those are the teams that I look to pick. Those are the teams that I look to put my money on, even with the even with high spreads. And the Patriots have a very high spread, 15 and a half. The Patriots are a 15 and a half point favorite over the Jets at Gillette Stadium on Sunday. And they do have something to still clinch, which is the number one seed in the AFC. And here's how they can do it beat the Jets. Either either a win over the Jets or a Pittsburgh loss to Cleveland. That game's in Pittsburgh. Cleveland has no wins. Pittsburgh is not losing to Cleveland. So, and by the way, they both play at 1 o'clock. So, the Patriots, it's just, just win. Just beat the Jets. Do what you should do. You should beat the Jets. You should whoop the Jets. And that gives you the number one seed in the AFC. The road to the Super Bowl goes through Gillette Stadium. That's all you got to do. So, Patriots can clinch the number one seed with a win. Or a Pittsburgh loss, but Pittsburgh is going to lose to Cleveland, so the Patriots just control your own destiny and beat the Jets, okay? That's clinching scenario, what, number one. And obviously, Pittsburgh can clinch the number one seed if they beat Cleveland and the Patriots somehow lose to the Jets. But are the Patriots going to lose to the Jets? The the, the spread is high. It might be tough for you to, to pick them to cover, um, especially if you get into a situation where you are blowing them out in the first half and maybe, you know, they do sit some guys in the second half and you get the backdoor cover that from the Jets with the plus 15 and a half, that's very possible. But are you really going to pick the Patriots to lose to the Jets on Sunday? No way. So Pittsburgh, well, I guess it's possible they could still clinch the one seed, but they're going to need the Patriots to lose, and that is just not going to happen. Jacksonville is locked into the three seed. Uh, Kansas City is locked into the four seed. And then you got the five and the six seeds, the two wild card spots in the AFC. They are not clinched yet. But here's what we have. Right now, Baltimore at nine and six, they're in the five seed. Tennessee at eight and seven. Tennessee's in the six seed with the Chargers and Bills on the outside looking in. Both of those teams, eight and seven. Chargers have the tiebreaker over Buffalo. But uh, Tennessee has a tiebreaker right now over the Chargers. Here's a scenario. We'll start with Baltimore. Baltimore can clinch a playoff berth with a win at home over Cincinnati, which they should do, or a Buffalo loss in Miami, or a Tennessee loss at home to Jacksonville. So any of those three things. Baltimore clinched playoff berth with the win over Cincinnati with a Buffalo loss or a Tennessee loss. Now, I just think Bal- I just think the Ravens are going to beat Cincinnati. And if they do that at 425, then, uh, you know, n- nothing really matters. And th- they're all at the same time, right? Tennessee's at, that game's at 425. Buffalo, that game is at 
425 in Miami. You see, what they did was they they switched some times of some games to so that everybody would everybody who had to play for something would actually have to play for something. They, you know, you can't see a team lose, and then they're like, well, we clinched. We're not going to play our game. I don't think they should be changing the schedule for that. I don't. I can understand from a business perspective and the excitement that you're drawing up for a week 17 that sometimes could be a little boring based on everything clinched, but I don't know. I mean, is it? it's not right to the teams that have a regularly scheduled game and you step in the week of the game and say, no, we're going to change the time of this game because of the clinching scenarios because we want you to play your game. We don't want you to know what's going on just yet. And now I'm assuming that's the reason they're doing this. Because when you look at all the clinching scenarios, I don't think it's any coincidence that a lot of the games that affect, you know, that affect each other are all at the same time. Like, I don't think it's a coincidence that Baltimore, they got moved to 425 against Cincinnati, right? And it's the same time now as Tennessee Jacksonville at 425 and the same time as Buffalo Miami at 425. There's no coincidence there, right? Buffalo and Miami, that's a... Typical 1 o'clock game. Baltimore-Cincinnati, that's a typical 1 o'clock game, but they're changing it for the clinching scenarios. And uh, So Baltimore's got to play and they got to win. But if they play and they win, which I think they will, they will clinch a playoff berth. And they won't have to worry about anybody else. Tennessee, uh, they can clinch a playoff berth with a win at home over Jacksonville or a Buffalo loss and a Chargers loss. So, two scenarios for Tennessee. Just a win over Jacksonville, they clinch a playoff berth. Or, they can also clinch a playoff berth, the Titans, with a Buffalo and Chargers loss. Um, Chargers are against Oakland. So, if LA, if they lose to Oakland and Buffalo lose to Miami, then Tennessee gets in. Tennessee can just win, though. And they're in. Now, Jacksonville's saying they're going to play. Even though Jacksonville's locked into the three seed and they can't go anywhere, they're saying they're going to play this game and that they're going to go into the playoffs strong. Um, If you already have the seed clinched and you can't go anywhere, I don't know that you should really be trying to play this game. However, Jacksonville, they just lost to San Francisco. I don't. Maybe they play the first half and that's it. I have no idea. So it's tough to predict the Jacksonville-Tennessee game. But, uh... The way Tennessee has played this season, they're 8-7. I don't think it's a lock. I don't think it's a lock for them to win this game. So uh, I don't think it's a lock for Tennessee to get that playoff berth. And then you look at the Chargers because of that. Chargers can clinch a playoff berth with a win at home over Oakland and a Tennessee loss and a Buffalo loss, or Chargers can clinch a playoff berth with a win over Oakland and a Tennessee loss and a Baltimore win. So, I think Baltimore's going to win. And Tennessee could lose, which means if the Chargers just beat Oakland at 425, they might get in. I told you this a couple weeks ago. I think it's going to be Baltimore and the Chargers in the playoffs. And Tennessee and Buffalo on the outside looking in. Buffalo could clinch a playoff berth with a win in Miami and a Baltimore loss. Or Buffalo could clinch a playoff berth with a win and a Tennessee loss, and a Chargers loss. It's too complicated for Buffalo. They are not, Buffalo's not going to get in. They might not even beat Miami. They might not beat Miami. So uh, I don't think Buffalo's getting in. So I'm going to get rid of them. And I think it's between Baltimore, Tennessee, and the Chargers. 
for those two wild card spots. I think Baltimore's going to win, so they're in. So really, it comes down to Tennessee. Who's it going to be? Tennessee or the Chargers in that sixth seed in the AFC? Uh, we'll find out, but I would put my money on the Chargers, to be honest. I would. And uh, that brings us to the NFC. And the NFC, Philadelphia's already clinched the number one seed. Minnesota can clinch a first-round bye. Get this, Minnesota at 12-3. and three. They haven't clinched a first-round bye yet. The Vikings, and, and they're still talking, they're talking about playing the Super Bowl in their own building. That's where, it, that's where they're going to lose it. When, they, when they're thinking about playing the Super Bowl in their own building, somebody is going to beat their ass in the playoffs. And say, see, you, you got to beat us before you can get to the Super Bowl. So um, Minnesota, though, they can clinch a first-round bye with a win over Chicago, and it's in Minnesota. That's all they got to do. Just beat Chicago and Minnesota, you clinch a first-round bye. Let's say they lose. Let's say they got their sights set, and they, they, and all of a sudden Chicago sneaks up on them. I don't know. Let's say it happens. If Minnesota loses that game to Chicago, and the Carolina Panthers win their game, Carolina can clinch the first round by. As crazy as that sounds, Carolina is the five seed right now. They're in a wild card spot at eleven and four. Carolina can clinch not just their division. But Carolina can also clinch a first-round bye with a win, a New Orleans loss to Tampa Bay, and a Minnesota loss, and a Rams loss at home to San Francisco. It, it's comp- it is complicated. It is complicated. But it could still happen, as crazy as that sounds. Point is, Minnesota has not clinched the first-round bye. They could do it with a win. I would put my money on them actually winning that game. So everything that I just said probably is not even possible it's just the fact that mathematically it could still happen is a little crazy seeing that Minnesota's been too good. They've been so good that they're 12-3. and three. They've almost been too good for me to believe that they haven't clinched that yet. But that's just how good the NFC is and how deep the NFC is. So um, that's what, that's what Minnesota has. Then you got, I told you Carolina, they can clinch their division with a win in Atlanta and a New Orleans loss in Tampa Bay. They still could clinch a first-round bye if a lot of other things happen for them. Uh, Atlanta in the sixth seed right now. They're the only team in the NFC that has not clinched a playoff berth. Atlanta in the sixth seed at 9-6. and six. Atlanta can clinch a playoff berth with a win at home over Carolina or a Seattle loss in Seattle to Arizona, which means that Seattle can clinch a playoff berth with a win and an Atlanta loss. But Atlanta holds a tiebreaker. All Atlanta does is they just have to win, and they're in. But if Atlanta loses, and then Seattle beats Arizona, guess what? It's Seattle that gets in that number six seed, and not Atlanta. I think Atlanta's going to win. As much as I said Carolina still has something to play for, they're in the tournament. Atlanta's not in the tournament yet, so Atlanta still is going to have that little extra motivation. I think Atlanta, it's at home. I think Atlanta wins, and if they win, they get in, and it doesn't matter what Seattle does, but they're playing at the same time. They're both at, not, they're both at excuse me, 425. They're both at 9-6, and six and they're playing at 425. So um, they both have to play. And if I had to put my money in the NFC, I'd say Atlanta gets that six seed. But certainly Seattle has the easier game there. They have the easier game against Arizona. And um, with that, I'm, I guess I'm teasing my DraftKings got to have them play. For week number 17. Again, a full slate, 16 games. Every week, I give you one player that you got to have in your DraftKings lineup. 
which reminds me, you can use my promo code PICK, that's P-I-C, to play for free at DraftKings.com or on the DraftKings app. Play for free with your first deposit using my promo code. Again, it's P-I-C. And my DraftKings gotta have him play is Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Don't overthink this. Do not overthink this. Wilson is going to cost you 6900 He is the second most expensive quarterback in Week 17 behind Ben Roethlisberger, who is at 7000 So you're going to get Russell Wilson at 6900 The Seahawks are at home against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, when I'm looking up and down uh, for every position, Le'Veon Bell is the most expensive player at $10,000. The Steelers against the Cleveland Browns. So I guess I can understand why Le'Veon Bell is so expensive, especially with Antonio Brown being out of that game. But the risk there with Le'Veon Bell is that Pittsburgh goes up big in the first half, and maybe they don't even play Le'Veon Bell in the second half. And so at at $10,000, I think you'd be wasting your money. But uh, Russell Wilson, see, here's what I'm going with. Again, when I said don't overthink it, I'm going with... The team that has the most to play for in Week 17 that also has the best chance to dominate. Now, you could make the argument that Atlanta has the most to play for with Seattle, or that they both have the same amount to play for, which is the most to play for in Week 17, but when you get into the team out of those two teams that has the best chance to dominate, Seattle has a better chance to dominate against Arizona, who's been eliminated from playoff contention, and has a 7-8 and eight record Seattle has a better chance to dominate than Atlanta does because Atlanta's playing Carolina, and I explained to you that Carolina is still sort of playing for something as well. So the team that has the most to play for with the best chance to dominate and the player on that team that has the best chance to help his team dominate is Russell Wilson. So don't overthink this. I'm going with Russell Wilson. Again, 6,900. The Seahawks are at home against the Arizona Cardinals. I think Wilson's going to have a huge day. The Seahawks need him to have a huge day. The Seahawks need to win in order to have a chance to get to the playoffs. My DraftKings got to have him play for week number 17 is Russell Wilson. And again, use my promo code PICK, that's P-I-C, to play for free at DraftKings.com or on the DraftKings app with your first deposit. And that brings me... To Picks Picks, I give you five games with the spread every single Thursday. I went two and three last week. My record on the season is 40, 36, and four. 40 wins, 36 losses, and four pushes. That's my record on the season. And uh, even though I was a game under 500 last week in week 16, the four or five weeks leading up to that, I was on a pretty good roll. And you know what? I, I think that last week was also like week 17. Week 16 is a tough week as well. But week 17, it's really the most unpredictable. So let's just get right into it, shall we? Picks, picks for week 17. Hit the music and picks, picks presented by Aiden's Barbershop in Dorchester. The girls at Aiden's provide the best in gentlemen and boys haircuts, hut shaves, beard trims, and style cuts. Everybody knows where Aiden's Barbershop is on Adams Street in Dorchester, and it's the only shop around with five different barbers. Aiden's is open Monday through Saturday. Check out their website, aidensbarbershop.com, for every barber's specific hours, and that's Aiden spelled A-I-D-A-N-S. 
AidensBobbaShop.com, and they want me to tell you that they finish every single cut with a straight edge, and who could complain about that? Whether you need a haircut, a shave, or just a cleanup, head down to Aiden's Barbershop right now on Adams Street in Dorchester. My picks for Week 17. Let's get to it. Pick number one, the Atlanta Falcons, a three-and-a-half-point favorite over the Carolina Panthers. This game is in Atlanta. I told you all the things that these teams are playing for already. It's a must-win for the 9-6 and six Falcons. Uh, the Panthers are 11-4, and four, but um, all Atlanta has to do is win. That's all they have to do is win this game. They need to treat it like a playoff game, and uh, it's, it's also in Atlanta, which... You know, I think is if it, if this game was in Carolina, maybe I'd feel differently about it. But Atlanta's at home. It's a playoff game. It's a must-win. They're the defending NFC champions. I just don't see them missing out in the playoffs. I'm sorry. And look, Seattle still has to play at 4:25 because the game's at the same time. But Atlanta, to me, at home, must win. They have the pieces to win this one. Sure, Carolina's going to be hungry. I just think Atlanta's going to be hungrier because at least Carolina's in the tournament right now. They've already clinched the playoff berth. Atlanta has not, and I don't think they'll miss out in the playoffs. Give me Atlanta by a touchdown. I'm taking the Falcons minus three and a half at home over the Carolina Panthers. Then I'm going with the New Orleans Saints, a six and a half point favorite over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This game is in Tampa Bay. The Saints are 11-4, and and if the playoffs began today, New Orleans would be the number four seed in the NFC. But they've yet to win their division. They've yet to clinch it. Now, I think they will clinch it. All they need to do is beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are eliminated from playoff contention. The Buccaneers are 4-11. All New Orleans has to do is win this game, and they should win this game, even though it's in, a, in Tampa Bay. New Orleans should win this game. And if they do, they clinch the division. Um, but they have to know, and I'm sure they do, they have to know that Carolina can still, they can clinch the division as well. So, New Orleans, this is a playoff game. This is pretty much a must win. When you look at the implications, the incentives, that's one thing you got to do in Week 17 to pick teams. New Orleans, even though they've clinched the playoff spot, you know, you want to host the home game? You want to... Win your division, then you got to win this game. And if they win this game, they will clinch the NFC South. But also, when you look at the Rams, who are the three seed, if the Rams lose to San Francisco and New Orleans wins their game against Tampa Bay, New Orleans will move up to the three seed. And this is sort of, this is some big news this week, I think. The Rams are going to rest Jared Goff, their starting quarterback. They're not going to play him. And uh, that actually changes one of my picks. See, what I do with these picks is I I already have them in print ready to go Tuesday night because I put them in the South Boston Today newspaper that's given out all over Southie, even down the waterfront, down the seaport. Um, and and I, I write those on Tuesday. And on Tuesday night, I just figured Jared Goff was going to play in that game for the Rams against the 49ers. And the opening line was the Rams a 4 point favorite but uh turns out Jared Goff they're gonna they're gonna rest him which is a little crazy to me because if you're the Rams I mean if you lose to the 49ers which isn't a crazy thing because San Francisco's been playing great if you lose to the 49ers and New Orleans beats Tampa Bay the Rams move down to the fourth seed which if you look at how the playoffs work that could be a huge difference if you're the three seed you play the sixth seed in the first round 
And if you win that game as the three seed, then the divisional round, you'll automatically play in the two seed and you avoid the one seed. Wouldn't you want to avoid the one seed? Well, if you're the four seed and the three and the three seed wins, if you're the four seed, you have to play. If you win your wild card game, you'll be playing the one seed in the divisional round. So I still think there's something at stake for the Rams. So I'm surprised they're going to rest Jared Goff. But them resting Jared Goff opens the door, not just for New Orleans to win their division with a win over Tampa Bay, but also move up to the three seed in the NFC. So I see New Orleans. I see what they have to play for. And I know they should take care of the Buccaneers, even if it isn't Tampa Bay. So give me the Saints minus six and a half over the Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. Then I'm going with the L.A. Chargers, a seven and a half point favorite. This game is at home in L.A. Chargers are at home over the Oakland Raiders. The Raiders are down and out. What a disappointing season for the Raiders, huh? I mean, they're six and nine. They've been eliminated from playoff contention. The Chargers are eight and seven. And if the playoffs began today, the Chargers would actually not be in. They are out of the current playoff picture. However, they're still very much alive, if that makes sense. I told you what they need to do to get in. But with all those games at the same time, at what, 425, all they can do is control their own game. Beat the Oakland Raiders, get win number nine, and see if Tennessee loses and Baltimore wins. And if that happens, which I think it very well could, the Chargers would be in. My point is the Chargers, again, incentive. They have to play this game. They have to win this game. It's at home. I expect them to have... I expect the Chargers to actually put up some points in this one. So um, I, I, I think they'll come out firing. I think they'll be motivated. Maybe they get in. Maybe they don't. They have to win to get in. And so that's incentive enough to beat up on the Oakland Raiders who aren't playing for anything. Give me the Chargers minus 7.5 over Oakland in L.A. And then I'm going with the Seattle Seahawks minus 9.5 over the Arizona Cardinals. This game's in Seattle. Seahawks are 9-6. They need help. Of course, they need Atlanta to lose to get into the playoffs, but they also need to win. And again, these games are at the same time. Seattle's playing at the same time as Atlanta versus Carolina. So you just got to handle your own business. And Seattle can beat up on Arizona. They should beat up on Arizona. This is a playoff game for the Seahawks. You can consider it a home playoff game for the Seahawks in which they're a 9.5 point favorite and uh if they're in playoff mode which i expect them to be and i told you i think russell wilson you gotta have him in your draft kings lineup i think that they're gonna handle their business again they might not get in because atlanta's i think gonna beat carolina but you can't control that control what you can control i think seattle will beat arizona and i think they'll beat them by at least 10 points give me the seahawks minus nine and a half over the Cardinals in Seattle. And then my fifth pick, I told you I was going with the Rams minus four over San Fran because they're going to try to hold on to that three seed at the very least. But Jared Goff being benched, I, I'm changing my pick. I'm sorry, I'm changing it. I don't agree with what the Rams are doing. So uh, maybe you might not agree with my new pick, but I'm going for it anyways. I'm taking the Patriots minus 15 and a half. Over the Jets at Gillette Stadium Sunday at 1 o'clock because why the fuck not? This is a high spread. And um, the Patriots could be in position, like I said earlier, to beat up on the Jets 
in the first half. And then in the second half, they're beating him so bad. Or maybe in the fourth quarter, they start resting, guys. And that opens the door for maybe a Jets backdoor cover. It is going to be freezing at Gillette Stadium on New Year's Eve on Sunday at 1 o'clock. And if you're the Jets... You're 5-10. and 10. There's nothing to play for. I get it. Certain guys with incentives. I get it. You know, there are some guys playing for jobs. I understand all of that. But if you're the Jets, I don't think you're going to even want to be in this game. You're not going to be... Uh, you're not going to want to be out there in the cold. And speaking of incentives, how about Rob Gronkowski's incentives? I think Tom Brady's going to be looking for him to, to get him the football. And um, I just think the Patriots, who... They had an ugly first half against the Bills last week. I think they want to go into the bye week, you know, feeling pretty good about themselves. I think Tom Brady in the cold is going to have a big game, and I think the Patriots are going to put up some points against a Jets team in the freezing cold that is just not going to want to be out there. They're not going to want to be at this game, and and they just want their season to be over, and the Patriots will end it for them. So I don't, I'm not going with the backdoor cover. I think the Patriots will win, and I think they'll win big, Minus 15 and a half. I'll take it. I'm changing my pick because the the Rams decided to make a move that I didn't expect them to make. So I'm taking the Patriots minus 15 and a half over the New York Jets at Gillette Stadium. My picks for week 17, the final week of the regular season. I have Atlanta minus three and a half. New Orleans minus six and a half. LA, the Chargers minus seven and a half. Seattle minus nine and a half. And New England, minus 15 and a half. Picks, picks for week 17. Presented by Aiden's Barbershop in Dorchester. Whether you need a haircut, a shave, or just a cleanup, head down to Aiden's Barbershop right now. Go to their website, aidensbarbershop.com, for every barber's specific hours. And that's Aiden's, spelled A-I-D-A-N-S. The girls at Aiden's provide the very best in gentlemen and boys' haircuts, hut shaves, beard trims, and style cuts, and everybody knows where Aiden's Barbershop is on Adams Street, and it's the only shop around with five different barbers, so make sure you head there right now, and when you do, make sure you tell them I sent you. Have a great weekend, everybody. Have a safe and happy New Year's Eve. I will be back on Tuesday of next week. I'll recap all of Week 17. Uh, We'll do an NFL playoff preview. And then next week on next Thursday, I'll still be giving picks picks for the playoffs. Picks picks, even though when you get you know a little deeper into the playoffs, it's not necessarily five picks, but um, I still make them. So I'll make picks next Thursday, but I'll be back on Tuesday to react to it all and to react to anything that goes on in the sports world, especially here in Boston. Get this show whenever you want at dannypicard.com. Also on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and on the Podcast One Network, really anywhere podcasts are available. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, all forms of social media. I am out. Happy New Year. Talk to you in 2018.